I'm Haley, author of the book blog, Brook and Binding. I'm Maddie, upcoming debut author, and this is Lit Sis. If you can't get enough of Lit Sis, and we know you can't, there's a really easy way to stay connected to us all the time, just from your phone on Instagram. You can stay in contact with me, Maddie, at Maddie Reads a Lot. That's at M A D D Y Reads a Lot. And you can follow me at Brooke and Binding, B R O O K E A N D B I N D I N G. It's a long one. Yes. <laughs> at Instagram. But wait, there's more. You can also follow us at Litsis Podcast now where you'll see we'll get both of us in a combined thing all just about this podcast instead of just about our reviews. So you'll see information about the podcast if we want to put any announcements up there as well as ways to engage with each new episode. And that is at L-I-T-S-I-S Podcast. And also don't forget if you want longer versions of Haley's reviews, Haley, what website can they go to? brookandbinding.com can't wait to interact with you guys and to see what you are reading too all right back to the books happy friday lit sisters hello hello and happy friday so as promised from last week we are going to be bringing you as you've probably noticed in the title of this episode a book review for all good people here by ashley flowers Haley, would you Mm -hmm. like to remind us what all good people here is again and who ashley flowers is yes so all good people here is a book about this girl who is from a small town and when she was growing up her next door neighbor like playmate friend actually goes missing and then is found oh no she doesn't she's not well she kind of is missing And then she's found um, murdered. And then as she grows up, she starts to kind of just be obsessed with that story because it's like someone she knew, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then she becomes a journalist and she sees all of her stories through this one lens of this one particular story. So it really starts to affect um, her work and her job and stuff. And she gets this, like, one last chance because there's another little girl that starts to go missing, um, that went missing in the same area as where she's from. And so what ends up happening is she takes on a case to try and help her reputation and get her back on track and just starts to unravel everything and, like, starts to see, too, like, are there actually connections to that story, like, for real? Mm -hmm. You know, or is it like she's still trying to make something fit? Ashley Flowers is the owner and producer of so many different stories, but she um, is the voice of Crime Junkie, which is a crime podcast that I am a big fan of, and so are you. Mm -hmm. And we... um, we're super excited when she released this novel because she obviously has a really great knack for storytelling, but to see her take something that was fiction instead of like 
a true crime story and turn it into uh, like something to listen to like she just created a story and then told it so it was really interesting to be able to like see how she took some creative liberties and dabbled into her true crime past and history um in creating this novel mm-hmm. yeah so um it's kind of one of these classic ideas of this like is this you know this crime from decades ago connected to a current crime is it a repeat is it a copycat um that kind of stuff and so um very interesting there's um a lot of details that are you can see how she was influenced and um mm-hmm. inspired by some true crime stories so first off before we start talking about that let's tell everybody how many stars we rated the book okay my uh Initial thought. Initial thought was just like, um, you know, it was. It wasn't like I wasn't like obsessed. Like you know, actually, it was like really decent. Um, mm-hmm. Ended up with four and a half. I can't remember. I four stars. Mm-hmm. Going up to four and a half. Um. There were some elements which made me not do that. Um, but yeah, I would say I, mm-hmm. I believe it's Okay. So I... Um, you're kind of cutting in and out a little bit. Not sure if it's your connection or mine, but yes. Um, so I read, I rated All Good People Here four stars. Oh, okay. Great. Yep. So um, I'll go in a little bit of what my thoughts were. So I really liked the overall story, although I will say I was very skeptical at first because there is a lot of connections to true crime like stories. So partly in my head, I was like, that's not super like original. I know that like a lot of like, you know, like a lot of things in fiction can be based off of things in reality. But I think just knowing her background and knowing the kind of stuff that she studies, um, it felt just very like rep- Repetitive to some other stories. So, because um, in one element of the book, it's very much like John Benet Ramsey. Um, if anyone's familiar with that true crime case, it happened back in the 90s in Boulder, Colorado, of a young girl who was um, considered missing. And there was like a ransom note in her house. And then she ended up was found dead in her basement. Um, mm-hmm. And there was just all this skeptical ideas floating around all these years that potentially her family had something to do with it and it was some sort of cover-up um and there are elements of that in this case as well as um an element similar to a ca- the case of april tinsley which was in fort wayne indiana and april was like an eight-year-old girl that was um abducted from the side of the road um and assaulted and killed when she was eight and her killer mm-hmm then was like kind of teasing the law enforcement and would threaten to take other girls and had even, and this is an element that is in the book as well, had written like this, like really creepy message on the side of a barn and spray paint. So that gets, that moment gets reflected in all good people here, which is also in Indiana. So being familiar with the the podcast and being familiar with those two cases in particular, um, I was very much like, whoa, like, Pardon me, I was like, that's not super original, but I but I think that the rest of the book and how she combined things 
was original. There was like also a plot line for me that just was not my favorite, which was like she's her uncle was like having early onset dementia. Um, and it was more, it was actually like a really clever plot device, but I felt like the character, like she was coming to take care of her uncle, but then she just gets really detracted with this case. And then she feels and really she, like, bad. She never for takes care of him. She never <laughs> takes care of him. And I'm like, come on, like if you're going to have, like the, I think a better situation would be like, maybe it's like her uncle, like her uncle's like in a nursing home or something. And she is coming up to maybe prepare the house to be ready for him to come home, but she can visit him, but he's still being taken care of by yeah. someone full time. So it seems well, she less tries like, to, like get that set up in the story. She's like, yeah, maybe I should get him someone full time. And then she's like, Oh, eh, too but, expensive. Nah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then but later like on had, she actually yeah. does, I think. But if it had like started, well, she has like the sheriff come and go check on him. Check on him. Yeah. Yeah. But I think if it had started with the idea that she was just coming to prepare his house to be ready for him to come home but at the moment he wasn't home like Mm -hmm. it would make her seem less of an irresponsible person so Mm -hmm. i i rated it a four star instead of a five star because i liked a lot of the elements i actually really liked the ending which we can talk in a short um spoiler section about i actually really liked that element that was the ending but overall i felt like the writing was a little bit amateur um and I think it just it could have been better but I did appreciate the twists in it yeah I can totally see that like I was gonna ask you what do you like why do you think she chose to include some of those like pretty significant and like identifiable true crime elements from specific cases like do you think it was more of like this is what I know and this is maybe even to like bring awareness to or to even maybe like bring a familiarity to I don't I don't know like what would make her want to choose those specific and very like very pinpointed to specific cases in her story in general mm-hmm Yeah, I think maybe she, I think it's one of two things. I think she's either trying to create an homage, or three things, create an homage, insert her own opinion, especially on the John Bonet case, insert maybe her own opinion, because they've said before that they're never going to talk about John Bonet on Crime Junkie, so maybe this is her way of... like her chance to be like, this is what I think happened. Yeah, this is my thoughts. (laughs) Or three, she just uh, wasn't creative enough to think of another idea. I don't know. One of those three. I don't know. That's the one thing that I was like, when you were talking about, because we read some of those parts together and I was thinking to myself like, oh, I didn't really pick up on that. But that is so true. Like those specific things are very identifiable identifiable for those specific cases. Mm -hmm. So it makes me like pause and be like, okay, so then we know where the inspiration came from pretty like dead on. Where is the... um, like, where is the creativity from that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or maybe she was more so pulling on, like, I want to show that true crime relevant. I want to bring it into these thriller, like, stories and bring, like I said, bring awareness to the cases or something. For like sure. Homage or whatever. But I don't know. That's, like, what was kind of stumping me a little bit. Yeah. Do you want to expand more? Was that, like, your reason why it wasn't a five star? Um, I, let me pull up my, um, my blog post for it. Um, because I think, let me see here. I should have had it already pulled up, but 
I think there were definitely some times that I um, like guess some of the choices that the characters were going to do or um, some of it did feel a little bit like um, not cheesy but like like oh yeah this is like a pretty you know regular or, or identifiable element to a, a true crime or like a thriller and I think um but there are obviously things that I didn't guess, which is really nice. Um, but I, I do mm-hmm. think that one of the reasons I kind of knocked it was some of the character choices. Um, I I liked all the characters, but like some of some of the like, I don't know how to like say things without like spoiling anything. But <laughs> um, like, okay, for example, like with her uncle, like I feel like there were a few elements that he was involved with that I thought was really interesting and I I definitely ended up guessing but I felt like maybe I don't I don't even know how to describe it without saying the answer <laughs> uh, um, it just like I would say just each of the characters each had their own little things that I felt like um could have they could have responded better to a situation mm-hmm. or um like the main character she could have um like Margot is her name. Yes. Um, I think she could have maybe like made better choices as well. Um, but you can definitely get across like this chaoticness that she carries around. And like, you could tell she's like on that last leg of her job and she's like, well, this mm-hmm. is all I've got, and I'm really trying to go for it. And so you can tell that like, that she is very frantic and like all over the tr- place, one tracked mind of like, I just have to work on this. And then everything else goes to the wayside. Um mm-hmm. And I kind of thought that the like addition of the sheriff guy was kind of unnecessary because he didn't really bring much to the table. No offense to him, but he was just kind of <laughs> like a filler character. Like they really like he didn't really have anything, unless I'm forgetting mm-hmm. anything that was like no, I don't think to he the did. story. Yeah, so I think it's just little things like that where it was like I thought it was really really solid. I thought the ending was super unique. I liked the explanation. And there's kind of like two endings, if that makes sense. Um, yes. And I liked both of them. And so I think like just the element of, nah, this could have been maybe heightened a little bit better. I could have, it could have been more depth a little bit, but I, I feel like she did a fairly good job of fleshing out most of the characters. I think that's where mm-hmm. like my, it just wasn't all of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I would agree. Um, do we want to go into a spoiler section about the book? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. So we're going to it. Uh, give us like five minutes in three, two, one. Okay. So you and I are both kind of fans of the way the book ended and it's a very unpopular opinion. Really? Yes. I've heard a lot of people complain about it because they feel like it's an open ended ending and they don't like that. It's not a definitive ending. When I feel like it's it's a definitive ending. Definitive, yeah. Yes, definitely definitive. So if you're so if you're not interested in reading the book, or if you've already read it, we'll sum it up again. At the very end, there is so at this pretty much the main character Margot. She has figured out that there was like a trail of missing girls that was connected to a suspect that she had interviewed already in a previous missing person case, and she connected him to the missing all the missing girls after finding this like collection of um, like trophies of them, 
but not every girl was taken. Some of them were just like stalked. But Stalk, um, yeah. January's in there, which is the girl from the 25 years ago, and the current girl's in there. It's enough evidence, and he gets arrested. And, and so that, that's like ending number one for me. Yes. Like that was like, she figured it out, you know? Like it that was, was awesome. really good. Yeah. And and then she goes over. I can't actually remember why. I think it's because she just never talked to him very much, but she goes over to she January's. Wanted to explain. She wanted to be like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, we figured it out. And okay, like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just filling you in. And like, I think you're a really nice guy. And, you know, she kind of mm-hmm. feels bad for the yeah. dad because so she lost yeah. all these people in her life or in his yeah. life. Yeah. So goes to January's dad's house. Um, and January's mom had died of an apparent suicide um, about 10 years prior to that. So it's just like kind of him on his own. Um, and so she goes over there and she's, you know, talking to him how Haley said. And then as she's walking out, she sees like a picture of this like little like lovey piece of blanket fabric um, in a picture that January used to hold. And it was found. Oh, she was found in her hand you know, when, she, in, when she when she died, which was actually that- at their house. But that information is not known to the public. That it's not is known to the public. That only the brother knows. Yes, um, and the brother had he told was the one who found her body. That the parents ended up trying to like cover up, mm-hmm. and so yeah, yeah. So she makes this offhanded comment of like, "Oh, just like when she was like when they found her, or something uh-huh. like that." Like, "Oh, just how she died." Go ahead, keep going. And yeah, yeah. And the dad had pretty much said before that, like, oh, that was something that she only did. I I gave her. He always. did with her, yeah. And so then light bulb on. Oh man, what if there's not much to the story? And Margot starts realizing how much like the January story doesn't line up with the other missing girls because she was actually killed at home and all the other ones were taken. Mm-hmm. And then she started to think like, what if January was just a girl that was stalked by this guy mm-hmm. and not actually killed? And mm-hmm. then the dad is starting to realize that Margot is realizing that. And it mm-hmm. ends with him like trying to shove her down the basement because you realize that he actually killed his daughter, but you don't know how or why. He says it was an accident. And then Margot ends with saying she's going to do everything she can to survive. And then it ends, which I feel like definitively says she does not live because Ashley well, because is basing- it makes me think like makes me think like real life story it kind of sounds like at the very end I I remember a line of something like um now I'm just gonna be kind of like something like I'm gonna end up like all these other girls Uh or something like that where it's like now I'm just gonna become like a a nameless face or Mm -hmm. I don't remember it was something along the lines of like now this is gonna happen to me like now I have fallen into the same shoes as so many other people yes Um, and and so many people thought that was meant like, oh, does Margot survive? Does she not? I feel like she does not. I no feel way. Like because There's no, no way. way. I don't think she no. does because he, Ashley he is kills her and of... then he's going to cover it up for sure. Yes. Uh-huh. And like, I would love to think at some point he's going to get caught, but that's not real life. And people are like, I want to read a book with a happy ending, blah, blah, blah. This is fiction. But like Ashley lives in the world of nonfiction all the time. So I think mm-hmm. she just wanted to bring a semblance of reality to the fact that to a fictional book, like she wanted to tell her own true crime story Without yeah. it necessarily having most true crime stories don't have a happy ending and exactly. wanted to bring that. And I think don't know who she is was thinking like, oh, this is just going to be another fun mystery story. Yeah, and we're not prepared for that dose of reality. Yeah, I, I think that's an element I really, really enjoyed. And that's one of the elements that I'm like, do I make it go into four and a half? Because I thought that that was just so creative and so clever to just 
tap into those roots that she has to Mm -hmm. be able to be like, hey, I'm going to flesh it out this way because this is what I know. Yeah. And Um, that's the creative element of using her true crime knowledge, not taking from other stories. Yes. Um, And then the epilogue is from the dad's perspective and Mm -hmm. it explains how January died and how the wife died um, because he killed both of them. One of them was on accident. One of them was on purpose. And um, it was really, really interesting as well. I think we're coming up to our five. Yes, I think we're about spoiler. Uh But But yeah, very, very good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely. All right. So that's just kind of a sum up of our all good people here review. I would definitely go out and read it if I were you. Um, It's very interesting. It's got some nice twists and enjoyable. So Haley, Mm -hmm. what are you reading right now? <sighs> Hellbent by Lee Bardugo. Are you are you like actually pages into it? You know, I have been carrying this book around for three days. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, my goal today is to crack it open. Okay. Um, I have been trying to find time to be able to sit and just kind of enjoy it. But in the midst of all of that, like household chores have gotten in the way or like studying has gotten in the way. And so... I really, 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 really want to crack it open when I'm not half asleep. Like, I would actually want to be present because I had to watch a, like, synopsis video of what happened in Ninth House because that came out, like, four years ago Yeah, now. it was a long time. And so I was like, what all happened again? So I think I might watch one more review or recap. Um, uh-huh. But this one I watched, she did a pretty good job. Um, and then I am cracking that thing open and I cannot wait because I literally have been dying for this to open so, or for this to show up in my house. I and know. It did. Well, anyway, that sounds that's what so I'm good. Reading. What um, are you reading? I am reading The Bandit Queens by Perini Shroff. Oh, I want to read that so bad. That was I know. so fun. When you sent it to me, I ended up just, I was looking at my local library's page and just putting books on hold. I, I, there was one copy of still available that was not yet on hold oh my when God. I got it. I'm so glad you did. You have to tell me if it's good because I think that looks so adorable. And I think it's um like the book of the uh, Barnes and Noble's monthly pick or something like that. So I think that's why I saw a notification. Oh, really? Like, yeah, I think I got an email from either book, uh, Barnes and Noble or Goodreads that it was like, hey, this is our like book club choice of the month. And I was like, this sounds amazing or, no way. or something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I was very yeah. excited to tap so into that. So I'm going to be re- I'm reading that, and then I'm also going to be reading Bittersweet How Sorrow and Longing Make Us Whole by Susan Cain because I'm throwing a little nonfiction. And then to top it all off, I'm listening to an audiobook of Did You Hear Mammy Died by Seamus O'Reilly. Um, because you I the am, audios. I know I'm hitting it from all corners, fiction, you nonfiction, are. audio. <laughs> um, oh so guess. hopefully can get that number up for. So I'm not struggling with my Goodreads as much as last year. So. Um, thank you all for listening to our review. We will be back next week um, for some more Litsis. Um, but until then, thank you so much for taking a break from reading. Now go flip some pages. Mm-hmm.